until just now, but when I talk about cooking, I, I do talk about it in a very animist way. It's like, well, these two flavors don't get along, but like these two plants get along, but like, oh, you got to make them get, you have to make them happy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's just like, it's like these guys can't work in an office together, but these guys can go to the strip club together. Like and it's kind of one of those things. Yeah. And this is like, they're such a pain in the ass, but if you treat them right, they're going to be so delicious, you know? Mm-hmm. Like broccoli rub, she's a bitch, but like, oh, she's so nice when she when she's gone to the spa. If she's had a spa day, like if, when you blanch her, oh my god, Amazing. you blanch her and you massage her, massage her, Amazing. Yeah. That's um, great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cooking. This is welcome back to cooking with. Yeah, we pivoted Sarah. to food media uh, food during podcast. the pandemic. Yeah, we we've kind of uh, switched. We pivot a lot. I mean, initially we, we did pivot to the right at some point, but then we just, you know, there, there was nothing there. What would so be your right pivot? To, if you, if my you were right pivot, pivot? But what like right wing stereotype would you be? Oh, dude, I don't know. I think I would be like, <laughs> I'm remembering this thing that ContraPoints did a while ago where it's this dude who like dresses up as a sorcerer and like critiques children's like oh, cartoons. Yeah. And I'm like, I, that wouldn't actually be me, but like also, like I can't say that I wouldn't be dressed up like a like a stereotypical like dark mage with like bad white eye contacts and no. ocean infrastructure everywhere. And uh, so be, what about you'd you? Be a YouTube, you'd be like a YouTube personality. Oh yeah, no. Um, would I be a YouTube personality? No, I'd either do that or I would I would be in a band. I would be in like a shitty like right wing DB band, probably. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, if, if I was being honest with myself, it would be that. <laughs> I'd be like a shitty, like, like, like a black metal right wing person for sure. Okay. What about you? Uh if I were to do a right wing pivot, um, I would I could totally say, see myself doing the the trad path, we must defend Western civilization. <laughs> <laughs> really? Saying, Oh, I can't, I, I can't um, imagine you doing the trad wife thing. Like, uh, that's I like, wouldn't be a trad what? No, no, no. Because this would be the, the grift is like, I'm a trad cath, but like, there's like, no men are good anymore because feminism has destroyed them. And it's like, the Benedict option for men. Yes. Just it's like, the Benedict but, option, but option for me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, uh, I'm like, yeah, like the Western men have fallen. I can't, I can't even date any of them. Anymore. They've fallen and they can't get up. And they can't get up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like uh-huh. if I, like I, I grew up around enough like trad Catholic people and like enough, like, like I had a philosophy teacher in school who was very much like Western civilization, the British empire, look how great these things are. So I feel like it wouldn't, it wouldn't take much for me to like access those deep reaches in my brain if I had to not like yeah. I would want to but like yeah you know yeah I mean yeah I I went to Catholic school and there was some definitely it was weird because like our our theology department was mixed between there was definitely like what you might call like proto trad cat influences well trad cat they've been along for they've been around for fucking decades but you know what I mean there was those kind of influences but then there were like people who were like super liberal Catholics I could do that I don't want to, but I could. No, this, I could is, like, right. this is a hypothetical world where uh, we're literally going to be executed unless we join the like single party that now controls the <laughs> like. Right, exactly. And we, ha- and and, we yeah. have to pivot to save our lives. Like, oh my god, I never meant literally anything I said for the last twenty-five years. Oh yeah, Absolutely no, this was not. all this was all ironic <laughs> internet humor. What are you talking about? Yeah, Chan. Um, but uh, 
Welcome. Uh, welcome to Pop Cult. I am Owen Ginley. And I'm Sarah Lyons. And uh, I don't know, I think we're kind of taking it loosey-goosey this time. Just, just going with the flow. We've got, we got a, a, I think it's called a relaxed fit episode. Relaxed fit. We were kind of coming up with episodes and we were going to go in one direction and then we just started talking about life and shit. I don't know. We were talking about, I don't know how else just to put it, magical inadequacy or... Yeah, like, yeah, magical dysfunction. Um, yeah. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a problem that affects most men most men oh. uh no, no that, <laughs> i yeah i i i had like somewhere i was going with that and then i think i scared the rest of it away and by, by just that we can emphasizing <laughs> there's yeah so there's supplements we, well that's actually kind of relevant because i feel like <laughs> stay <laughs> with me it's relevant okay what's going on uh, okay. you want to talk about it I, no uh <laughs> the uh no, but like, because we were kind of talking about how, like, well, in, like, even you especially, you've literally written a fucking magical book um, and have been, like, relatively successful with it. And, like, fucking uh, and getting a bunch of press and, and uh, a bunch of uh, recognition for it. And uh, I think you even said that you were like, yeah, but I still, like, it still kind of, like, feel like I'm not doing, I'm never doing enough magic. I'm never, yeah. right? Yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, like, I think it's, I don't know, we're just talking about, like, the, the whole, I think it's very easy in the occult world to feel very keeping up with the Joneses-y. Yes, whatever. Sure. Uh, I don't know, and I, I just kind of wanted to talk to you about it, because I feel like we, we were getting on a good conversation about this. Yeah. I think so, I don't know where it comes from. Like, I, to a certain extent, I think that there's a, people who just compare each other to each other a lot, especially yes. with the internet and social media and the way that it works, that to me i look at other people and it's like oh my god they're doing spells all the time they're doing magic all mm. the time they're meditating 24 hours a day yeah the power god. of the altar shot you know yeah, yeah exactly where it's just like oh my god i can't believe i am not like locally sourcing my peonies for my fucking juno altar or whatever i just said that because she's staring at me right now hello yeah so the uh yeah, because it, it seems like that's sort of endemic um and i was just kind of feeling that way uh, in my own life during the pandemic, because we've been fine, but like I've, I've been out of work for like eight months, and I'm like, I wonder if that makes me a good magician or not. But then, I'll, then, then, then you kind of sit with that and clarify your desires a little. But I'm like, yeah, I also, you know, I don't like trading my time for dollars. So, like, what would it look like if I had to do a lot less of that? So it's kind of nice that the pandemic has given me room to ask those questions, but at the same time on the other end of that coin, there's this thing of like, well, you're a fucking magician, solve it, right? Or you should have been prepared for this, which is the worst one. It's just like, you should have, you should have, and it ends up all this Da Vinci Code style fucking self-flagellation bullshit, right? Um, I, I joked about going for that as Halloween, going for Opus Dei as Halloween, and my partner was like, no. Um, but uh, just just as Opus Dei. No, but the, um, yeah, I know, like, I, the only way you could do that is be the monk from Da Vinci Code. Yeah, so, but I, I think that, you kind of touched on this a little bit, because I think that, like, the social media infrastructure and the media infrastructure in general surrounding the uh, occult world as a whole at the moment, it, it kind of feeds into that. Um, uh, a teacher of mine recently is just, oh, yeah, Instagram is the, Instagram's the devil, because, mm -hmm. like, it, it, this, cause this is what it does. It literally it literally forces your gaze upon it by making you more and more unhappy in a way, um, mm -hmm. if you're thinking of it like as an entity. And uh, 
or maybe I'm just salty because I'm no, I think it. that's real. That's, no, that's <laughs> that's real because I I feel the same way because like I mean I, look I'm, I'm I guess I'm technically like a hashtag which is of Instagram, but I don't post. A you lot live in about, Queens though. You're not totally which is of Instagram because you live in Queens I live in and Kentucky, not Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but even so, like I. I don't post a lot about my craft or what I'm doing on Instagram. And I guess part of it is that it's to me, that's for me. Like I I don't need Mm. to post about every single thing I do with my altars. I don't need to post about every single spell that I do. I think sometimes it's best that I don't post about the magic that I do do. But then, then there's times that, I look around and I'm like, should I be posting more? Should I be putting this up? Mm. If I don't put it up, will people think that I'm a fake witch? Like, you know, because yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that I really respect, like not just not just people that I think, uh, I don't know. There's honestly, I, I, most people that I know who are big on Instagram and the, in the occult world have a lot of followers. To be honest, most of them actually are really great practitioners. Like there's very, mm. I, I, for me personally, I don't really know anybody that I look at and I'm like, oh, but they're not even doing magic. Like how- Right, but like, I, yeah. And that's, and that's what it's, it, it's interesting that you, this is kind of a good point you bring up because I don't, like, like you said, most, if not almost all, some people that are, that do, have a social media presence or amazing practitioners. I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded by like a bunch of, a uh, bunch of Caitlin Coppock stuff right mm-hmm. now. She's a good fucking example. Of that, right. But the, um, I, I, that's, that's kind of part of my point is that I don't think people are deliberately doing this for the mm-hmm. most part. I just think that there is kind of this underlying presupposition that is, um, sort of foisted upon us by, by social media infrastructure at large that is kind of affecting the community in this particular way. And it's showing up in this like kind of needlepoint, um, like under the skin, in- inadequate inferiority complex. Uh, yeah. um, and because I don't see it, because a lot of, like, thanks to me too, a lot of the superiority complex shit is getting called out, which I fucking really appreciate that that's happening. But again, there's also this other kind of like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like you said with the should, it's like, should I be like, should, am I posting, am I posting too much? Should I be posting enough? And it's just like this fucking splinter in your brain. Like, it just goes deeper and deeper into your brain uh, uh, a yeah. lot of times, the point where you just have to kind of distance yourself from it and, uh, and do things privately yourself. But then again, like, are you depriving yourself of a community that way? Like, you know, I, that, there's all, there's always this like lure to bring you back to this place where you're always going to feel like you're a step below. Yeah, know? I think so. Um, and, and it's also, I, you know, social media, I think functions off of uh, standardization and, you know, the mm-hmm. alters have to look a certain way, right. which is do X, Y, and Z things and only X, Y, and Z things. Uh, you know, this is what a spell, this, this is the ingredients for this type of spell. And like, to a certain extent, I understand that there are, I mean, look, if people ask me what kind of best practices to do as a magical practitioner, I'm going to say what, you know, like certain basic things like ancestor work and cleansing mm-hmm. and things like that, that I think should just be mm-hmm. part and parcel. But yeah. at the same time, it can make you feel sometimes like you're just never doing it right sometimes I look at how, okay, so I have a lot of friends who are really into grimoire magic and like Solomonic magic and doing 
doing the thing where you know you fast for the whole day and you get this whole like the whole ritual oh. together you uh wear a you know white robes and do the whole like big fumigations and that kind of shit and i love that and i think that's awesome but that's really not how i go about doing magic and mm -hmm. there was so long where i was i thought to myself oh my god this is i'm I'm inadequate because I'm not doing things mm -hmm. in this grandiose way. And it really wasn't until really recently when I started reading about, uh, you know, Scandinavian magic and Icelandic magic and, and more uh, other types of magical practices from kind of my own heritage and background mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, that's actually how a lot of people used to practice magic. Like even grimoireic magic magicians in, in Scandinavia were like, oh yeah, I'm not going to fast the whole week and then do yeah. this. I'm just, I'm just gonna do it and i'm yeah. just gonna throw this all together in a pot and see what happens and, and that's much more my approach and it's weird uh because that that's not something that's talked about on social media because it's not easy to put that stuff out there like magic is so big and it's so hard mm -hmm. to fit it all onto posting and yeah 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 and isn't it strange too that it's like you have um you have a lot of it's 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 a, but the standardization I think is a good term for that because you also have within that wider standardization a a, a tendency towards generalization and also like heavy heavy needlepoint specialization mm. you know where it's just like yeah I generalize like because nobody like trying to think of the best way to word this. It's not like people are going around being like, I specialize in curses. You don't see that as much, you know, mm -hmm. or I specialize in, I specialize in wealth magic. Like it's never like a subject. It's always like a particular area of study or, or not even area of study. It's always like a particular like tradition or a particular mm -hmm. like technique, which I think that, that actually is something that comes from new age culture is like the, the the lifestyling around a technique yeah um but uh i mean there's historical precedent for it like among like say fortune telling for example sure, but sure, like yeah. it, it but there's like i think that the 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 post-internet way that we're doing it is comes from a lot of like uh, from a lot of new agey sources um for better or worse but uh, does that does that make sense like you, you just see people who are like i'm gonna go study heavily in this tradition this tradition this tradition this tradition and there's like a lot of like well and while a lot of folks can make that work there's also some folks where they just it just seems like they're kind of bopping around mm -hmm. you know not like in a dilettante sort of way but it's just more of like I'm trying to think of a good way to word this because i'm not i'm not trying to yuck anybody's young that's like the no. last thing that i'm doing i'm just kind of pointing out trends that i see and it's like well, um, I think that it's just a difficult, it's a difficult thing to learn and it's a mm -hmm. difficult thing to then do because I think, okay, so for instance, let's say um, the, the comparison I make to magic is always music um, because I think, mm -hmm. uh, like, so if people ask, you know, when, when, when interviewers ask me, uh, you know, can anyone do magic? I, I usually say, yeah, the same way that anyone can play music. Like some people are naturally gifted at music right. and it doesn't take a lot of study for them to be good at it. And some people aren't naturally good at it and it takes a lot of study, but anyone can do it, right? And I think magic is kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, but like, but when it comes to music, there are schools you can go to and there are, there's a standardization in terms of this is what a note is. This is how you play notes. This is how you hold a guitar. This is how you play the drums. Like there, there's certain just standard things and then you can break the rules once you know them, but there are certain just rules that you should do. 
And magic isn't really like that because it's postmodern and we're all coming from different traditions and backgrounds and ideologies and ideas. And so it's not even like we went to Hogwarts and we learned how to do magic the standard yeah. way. And yeah. now we can fuck around and do what we want. We're all picking up from nothing. So it's like, I don't know, did I do this all wrong? Literally no one taught me how to do it. So, ah. <laughs> yeah, and I, it, it's, there's, there's a lot I wanted to pick up on that. First of all, like the, the, the music to magic ratio makes a lot of sense for me. I'm a huge music junkie, you know? So that, that's cool um, because I do run into a lot. I, you know, I've gotten decently competent in astrology over the last couple of years, but it's not in a way where I feel that I need to go study that professionally, like go, you know, drop the money for Kepler. Like, I don't really feel like, I don't really, like, don't really feel like doing that now because I, the way that I read is very, it's very intuitive. And it's also like more about me telling a story with what I see rather than, um, uh, utilizing the system as it's, as it's presented by uh, a traditional modality of study, if that makes sense. And then you had said something about, um, yeah, you, you, you mentioned HP, and I don't... It, it, it's, that, verboten. It, 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 it's, it's verboten. I mean, the name, the, it is haram. It, <laughs> it is, yeah, it, it, is, it is fucking verboten in our it, house now. Yeah. Can I take a pause real sec, real quick? Fuck J.K. Rowling. Can we just say yeah. that? Can we yeah, have a, a yeah. pop Let me unequivocally say fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck yeah, J.K. That's, Rowling. That's... Anyways. Yeah, I, yeah. And, and actually it ties in really quick, uh, really well with, uh, with what, what I was getting at is that like, do you think, because I know that there is a precedent um, for like Victorian era British imperialism trying to like syncretize all magic to fit a narrative i.e. it all came from Egypt, which isn't totally wrong, but, like, the idea that tarot cards or tarot symbolism came from Egypt fucking is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking objectively wrong. Um, for those who don't know, it came from uh, literal card games from the uh, 1400s in northern Italy. Mm -hmm. But um, do, do you think that the Harry Potter influence on magic, which is a fucking thing, we, we, we can't ignore yeah. it, unfortunately, um, I remember I tried joining a, um, a, 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 a particular group and I immediately got, went and got a refund from the monthly dues from that group because someone was like, oh my God, it's like we're going to Hogwarts. And I was immediately done. Like I've never had just had like, I've never just like read a sentence on my computer and just immediately been like, nope, like, nope. And again, I'm not shitting on this person's practice or their journey oh. or whatever, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm solid on that. Um, but yeah, do you, do you think that it's like, do you, do you think that Harry Potter like became this kind of like font for like a neo-imperialistic approach to magic? Cause that's kind of how oh. I like in, in the education sense. Uh, because I, it is, <laughs> it is very like Oxfordy and like neo-imperialistic. You know, I think it's okay. So I have a couple thoughts on that, and then and then this goes into another thought that I have. So cool. I think that the answer is yes, but I don't think that that still exists um, because when Harry Potter came out, it was the '90s, right? And mm. that was the era of Wicca. Like that was when Wicca kind of held dominance, and I think mm. Wicca did try to standardize magic a lot. You know, I think that Wicca mm. 
you know, because I, I got, I was super into Harry Potter when I was a kid, and from Harry Potter, I discovered Wicca, and then that's mm. how, for, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, but yeah. I think that Wicca tried to standardize witchcraft, right? Specifically witchcraft. I think it, I think it fit really well to what I was used to, and it mapped really well onto my previous experience, kind of coming from Christianity and stuff, because it, when you read those 101 Wicca books, like Teen Witch or anything by Silver, Silver Raven Wolf or, uh, yeah. you know, just any of those, you know, standard basic Wicca books. Yeah, your Starhawks. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I th- like, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Starhawk. I know that- That's right. Has, I forgot about that. Her you history do. is bullshit, but like, I feel like as as the person who basically wrote the, the reboot of her book, I have to, <laughs> I have to be nice to her. Um, oh, well then we're going to cut that. Okay. No, but, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm okay saying my book is the, is the reboot. <laughs> oh, 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 you said your book is the reboot. For some reason oh, I, my... I heard that you were like working on something. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I just mean like, I feel like revolutionary witchcraft is the reboot of the spiral dance sometimes, <laughs> but, oh, cool. but okay. But kind of going off of that, the spiral, like, the, you know, Wicca, when you read these bog standard Wicca books, it's very much like getting your Pokemon starter pack. It's like, okay, yeah. pick a god, pick a goddess, pick a element, like pick these things. Yeah, and, and like, all of put, those are Charmander, and there you go. Yeah, and put together your little starter pack and put together your little altar and do the things and say the prayers and do everything right and like do the, cast the circle, do the thing. And it's, I think that that's very attractive to a lot of people, like, I don't want to discount this or, or even put mm-hmm. it down because yeah. uh, I think we long for teachers. I think we long for uh, a standardized way sometimes to just be like, okay, tell me what the fuck to do. You know, I, I think when I talk to people who are really new at this, they're like, how do I do it? Like, just how do I do witchcraft? And I'm like, uh, we'll spend 10 years reading all these books and then fucking around in the woods and then uh, messing up a couple times and then you'll do witchcraft. And it's like, no, that's stupid, right? So I think we long for teachers and I think that that is a, that's a real, that's a real thing that we feel. It's a real longing that we have and I don't want yeah. to discount that. And I think that that's, that the, the, the lure of Wicca is there always because it's so easy, right? But mm-hmm. uh, so I think that Harry Potter and Wicca go together actually very nicely because I think it is, mm-hmm. they're both kind of in that, colonialist uh, British kind of uh, framework I guess yeah uh, well and, and that was kind of what I was getting at like why guess, like why do you think that is like where, where I don't like know. but today I don't feel like it's the same like I feel like witchcraft today is much more eclectic I actually the, mm-hmm. the witchcraft scene the occult scene right now uh I mean we can sit around and complain all day but trust this is the this is a great time to be doing it's this. the best it's the best time to be a fucking occultist oh right now. my yeah. god like hands down it's one of the best times to be an occultist in centuries yeah like yeah. yeah so we can sit around here and talk shit all day but like to be honest this is i'm so happy to be alive right now in terms of the occult mm-hmm. scene you know oh yeah totally absolutely and 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 i am too but it's also like there are there are some downsides to this this particular welling up of the dreaming, and I think a, a lot the fact that it's welling up into this hyper technocratic sort of like ghost infrastructure kind of uh, atomization uh, and also ubiquitous overlay of power 
mm. over o- over over reality is I think that and of course like that's also the perfect time for it to show up a and b there's a mass deluge of people like mm-hmm. coming into this thing that was that was initially that, that has been like over time initially reserved for a select group of people usually powerful people or just like secretive in terms of like uh this is also going to get cut because that made no sense but like i, I guess i no, guess it's actually the... i like that yeah because i think that that's the other thing too is that the occult has traditionally been occulted right it's secret yeah li- li- yeah secret. Well, at least, well i mean i mean the the the, the context and we should say like the context in which we use the term occult comes from um henry cornelius agrippa during the renaissance like he literally coined that term as like kind of an umbrella term for like the, the interacting with like the hidden quote unquote forces that underlie how we perceive things right um so I, I like alchemy astrology anything extrasensory so like that's that's what he called a cult but um the uh it, but it, yeah but even like if you go pre-modern um if you go pre-modern, this was just how people lived also, too. Like, when you talk about doing ancestor work, ancestor veneration is... Sorry, someone was Los angeles outside. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, When you talk about ancestor veneration, and it's one of the reasons that why both of us recommend that to people that are just starting out, is that it's the fucking oldest form of interacting with the spirit world that we have, that we know about. Um, and then this was just something that was done for millennia, um, that is now like, well, I, I'm not going to say not done at all, but it like, because it, it's done in fucking places that aren't the West, but like, it's, it's, uh, we're dealing actually, with the cons. Yeah. I actually think we should have a whole episode about ancestor work and yeah, we should. how it's been creeping in. Cause I think, I think there's kind of, I think ancestor work is going to be the new astrology i think it's gonna yeah, be sp- new spiritualism book. is gonna be yeah because because yeah. like astrology had its moment in the sun and then tarot kind of did for a while like it kind of still is yeah i think like manifesting um, yeah and thing. yeah practical enchantment uh in in certain respects is now um because now like everybody and their mother fucking knows how to put a dollar under a candle kind of yeah um, but, but I think that ancestor work is going to be the next book. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, um, there are astrologers that would also agree with you on that oh, cool. too. Um, that that that's kind of because we're, well, we're I love being uh, right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because that fucking Leo, uh, fucking self righteous, like oh yes, I'm right. I'm right all of the time. Oh, I think it's my twelfth house, uh, Scorpio, Moon, and Pluto. Just sitting right on top of each other. It's like I can oh, see everything. True. I see everything. I feel everything. I feel it's like everything. That, it's, like, it's that Caitlin Aurelia Smith song. Feel everything at the same time. Yeah. That's um, it. That is what having a Scorpio it. moon in the twelfth house is. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, know for, for real. Like, God, no wonder you're fucking exhausted all the time, dude. <laughs> like I I they just feel everything. You feel everybody's suffering all the time. Yeah. So um yeah. Uh but anyway, yeah. So uh yeah, I guess I was just curious to see what the um, what the probable genesis of like the proliferation of of like of, of sort of uh, like casual hierarchies within the occult scene. Because a lot, I mean, a lot of them are like if we're talking anarchist theory, um, anarchists had to two main kind of ways of distinguishing hierarchy because generally we're anti 
hierarchy, right? Like the there's arbitrary hierarchy and there's rational hierarchy. Rational hierarchy, I always use this example, like you're in a class with a doctor learning how to apply tourniquets. Mm-hmm. Like clearly you're going to listen to the guy who's been a doctor for 20 years telling you how to fucking do a tourniquet. That's a very mm-hmm. specific skill that you, you need to actually do to learn how to do. Arbitrary hierarchy is like, well, this guy's president. Because it's like, yeah. well, what's a pro- well, what's a president? Well, he's up to president. Like the electoral college. The electoral college. The electoral college. What's that? Is it democracy? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> but uh, what about yeah, the Supreme Court? That's not democratic either. <laughs> <laughs> what Supreme Court? Um, yeah. So, and I think that the. Uh, and while a lot of that hierarchy is rational, maybe like, but I think we should, you know, if, if you're like fairly new to practice or like you've only been practicing for a couple of years or you're in, or you're like me and you're kind of in a rut with your practice, like I would, I would encourage you to sit with that and yeah. be like, okay, is there actually like, is there actually like a rational hierarchy here where it's like, I can, I can learn from this person or is this like an arbitrary thing that's being enforced by, a particular like commodified version of uh, a particular commodified it like an infrastructure. There we go. An infrastructure that allows for commodification as it's uh, kind of uh, raison d'être for like existing. Yeah. Okay. So I think I want to yeah. dive in because I think I understand what you're saying, but it's like, for yeah. me, it's like the idea that the thing that comes to me is um, almost like the idea in marketing of creating a need right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's manufacturing need, design. Yes. Manufacturing design. Like you, Oh, yeah. you should, you should want to do a spell for this. Even if you don't, no. even if you don't, even if you don't fucking thing. need to, like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. And that's what we were talking about. Like with the hexing thing, um, last episode, like 90, well, maybe not 90, but like 80, 85% of the time, you don't need to fucking hex somebody. Yeah. Like, and, like, mo- yeah. And you know, the thing is, again, I feel like people might, might read this as we're calling someone out or we're subtweeting. And I'm seriously no. not. I think that this yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not either. Every single occult practitioner I talk to, whether they have 20,000 followers or they have five followers on whatever platform, like everyone feels this way. Every single yeah. person I know feels this way. And for me, it's just like, why aren't we talking about this? Like, why aren't we talking yeah, about the same. fact that we literally all feel inadequate a lot of the time, despite the fact that we're fucking, we're doing it. Yeah. You know, we're out yeah. here. We're doing it. Uh, uh-huh. And I, I yeah. don't know. Um, to me, I think so. So going off, going a little bit back, um, to the kind of manufacturing a need or something like that. I, I, so I remember for me, when I was younger uh, and I was first into magic and kind of, so I would say middle school through high school, it was very easy for me to work with spirits and it was very easy for me to work with deities and incorporate that into my practice in a very uh, easy way. It was just It was just very easy for me to do that. I think a lot of that had to do with the environment that I was living in, that I was living in the woods and there were certain seasons and uh, just, you know, there are just spirits around in a different way. Like you see them, you see lights in the forest and stuff like that, right? So it's, it's different. And um, moving to New York, something that happened to me for a couple of years was that I would still do things the way that I used to do them, but I just didn't have that same connection to a deity or a spirit that I would work with the, the way that I used to. And even if mm. I try, and I think that people know what I'm talking about here, where it's kind of like, it's like making any relationship work. It's like, 
Mm. If, the, if the chemistry is gone, if the spirit is gone, it's, it's, it's hard to bring that back. So even if you had a yeah. good relationship with a deity or a spirit, if you move and they're not physically there anymore, it's really hard to bring that spark back. And I think I went around for, for a little while being like, oh, I'm a fake witch because I don't have a yeah. god that I'm praying to or a goddess that I'm working with or something like that. Yeah, or or uh, it's also interesting too. I think you and I were talking about this on our during our brainstorming session, where um, a really good example of 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 like a um, of, of kind of a spirit that is using this particular time to uh, uh, to show up um, to, to to show up in the, in, in a way that I think he needs to show up right now is uh, Saint Cyprian of Antioch, hmm. who I work with, but I don't work with extensively. But for a while, because he had become very, very popular um, in the in the occult community, particularly in uh, in the states, um, because of the proximity to the New World, where he's also very well, he's he's very well known. Um, I thought that like because he's like the patron saint of magicians and necromancers in um, in the Orthodox Church, right? He uh, and he's like the the whole idea behind Saint Cyprian is that he was a black magician when he was alive and he converted, so he's like friends with Jesus and the devil. Like he mm-hmm. stands he stands between heaven and hell, and he's the key to both. Um, but the uh, and you can obviously see like the utility of working with him if you're an occultist, right? So the um, it made me think that I had to be like super like dedicated, devoted to Saint Cyprian, and like yeah, we I observe his feast day and stuff, but like. I kind of learned that I'm like, well, you know, he's actually better to just like have as a spirit that I call on for protection. Mm. Like, and then I, I really, I don't have to like, you know, like be in tutelage with a spirit. And he kind of like, a lot of time I was talking to him, he would kind of be like, no, like you, like you're fine and whatever, but you don't, you don't need to, you know, we, we don't need to have this conversation in this way and I kind of wasn't hearing that and then mm-hmm. I finally was just like no this is fine and this is like just you know light a candle for me every once in a while if you got something fucking gnarly in your house and you want to like call on me to get it out cool I'm down with that because Saint Cyprian's a great um if you're trying to get some nasty spirits out of your house and you're okay with you, you know saying Jesus to do that <laughs> like like Saint Cyprian's a great Saint Cyprian, much like Saint Michael is, yeah, much like Saint Cyprian, much like Saint Michael is a great way to do that. Because Cyprian knows how to call up demons, so therefore he knows how to get them the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, so it was this kind of thing where I'm just like, okay, so now we have this much more like casual relationship that's not like this, you know, I'm dedicated to Saint Cyprian, blah blah blah. And again, obviously, this is not. I really, I am. I also do really worry that this comes off as subtweeting. It's not, but it's just this kind of like we're living in this sort of algorithmic reality that we're but we're also living this. You know, we hope is like very authentic, like like a cult lifestyle. Mm. That you know, I, I I think sometimes the two of them mix like oil and water, and we have kind of think like, oh, we have to be doing this to like be you know like authentic or real or whatever the fuck. And I have my prop, I have my problems with authenticity as a whole. I think it's a, yeah. a con, but uh, yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, no, you thought yeah. you had to have this like really intense relationship, but really you can just like pray to him. Pray well, to him every once in a while. I've seen you know? it like, like, I, like how we say, we said that ancestor worship is going to become the next like buzzy thing. I yeah. think that um, I've seen this happen in real time where I remember where yeah. um, Sarah and Lawless got really big 
for um for a while there and she's still big mm-hmm. and I still love her stuff but like she um she and her flying ointments were kind of the talk of the town and then all of a yeah. sudden every, and then everyone's using flying ointments all of a sudden right and everyone's everyone's been doing this forever and people hadn't been doing that forever and that's fine that's literally yeah. fine that people weren't and it's actually awesome that she brought this back and it's actually awesome that 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 she revitalized that practice because that was missing from modern witchcraft and i'm happy that she brought that back but it's uh you know people there's this posturing sometimes that happens where it's like oh i've, I've always been using language and it's like okay i i know you haven't because i have been doing this for literally my whole life and i wasn't doing it and like, I, you yeah, know, yeah, and, and it's this thing of like for everyone, but it's yeah. like, honey, no, I've been on the same blogs you have been on. I've been on them, and nobody was talking yeah, about it. Yeah, and and that's and that's the fucking thing too, because it's just like we're not fucking talking down to people, but like it, it, it well, we're not, we're not talking down. No, to people. I think, but like, but very, like, it's we're being hashtag vulnerable because we feel bad yeah, we're sometimes. Actually being hashtag vulnerable here. <laughs> it's, it's a very vulnerable. Like, like, this is like a very vulnerable moment for me. Yeah. Like, no, well, but the yeah, uh, yeah I, I I think it's just like th- what we're what we're trying to shine light on is that the posturing is something that people think they have to do. Like that's weird. Like why yeah. we should po- we should you should poke at that. You should fucking try and figure out why you feel the need to do that. Um, yeah. Because that's yeah, it's fucking bugged me for a while. Because like I, I, I'm I'm not a person who does that in my normal life, and then I catch myself doing it sometimes when I'm like in a magical milieu, and I'm like, why am I doing that? Mm. Fuck, that's so weird. And uh, and then just like out of uh, out of uh, character for me. I think the thing that I have had to um, that's very difficult for me to accept sometimes because I I'm like got a lot of fire in my chart I have a very fire heavy chart uh but I for me I want things to be complete like all at once right um mm. I want to okay so this is like such a stupid random metaphor that I'm about to use but um I've gotten super into skincare throughout the pandemic because it's same like, okay same yay. so yeah. I got super into skincare throughout the pandemic because uh it's something I can control I find it very calming and uh, I needed to do it because maskne is a thing and stress is a thing that can hurt oh, yeah, your totally. face and skin and men- mental health and everything. So, uh, you know, I think that there's an, an urge when you look at like the 10-step Korean skincare face, you know, routine. You're like, okay, I need a toner. I need a moisturizer. I need a second moisturizer. I need three serums. I need a face mask. I need all this stuff. And it's like, okay. You can build to that. You can build to that practice if that is what you want to build to. But let's just strip it down and do it one step at a time and see, like, what does your face actually need? Like, is that product actually going to help your face or hurt your face? Is this something you actually need to buy or do you not need to buy it? And I think in magic, it can be the same thing where you look at someone who has this intense altar and this incredible practice and they're doing magic for literally every single thing in their life. And they're never not doing a ritual. They're never not doing spell work. And it's like, well, I want to do that. I want to do that. And it's like, okay, you can do that. Like you can definitely work up to that point, but let's take a step back and see what you need to do. Like, what do you actually need in your life? And just start there. And then I, I forget this a lot of the time. Like I have to remind myself that systems will naturally complicate themselves. And yes. Uh, so like this happened to me, like talking about deities and, and, and gods and that kind of thing. 
I really had been very kind of in between deities. Like I had had some spirit relationships and that kind of stuff, but I hadn't had a, like a god or a goddess that I had worked with in like mm-hmm. or like a saint or something yeah. like that that I'd worked with in a in a while. And um, about a year ago, like give or take, I started building up a relationship with Babylon, and it flowed mm-hmm. very naturally and very uh, very you know like a ton, like synchronicity storm all this stuff started happening in my life. Uh, talk about when you start worshiping a apocalyptic goddess and then the apocalypse actually happens. That's oh, yeah. a head, that's oh, a head yeah, trip. She's please. around. Oh, she's, she's here. This is, this is a very she's Babylonian here. time. Absolutely. She's yeah. here. She's very much she, on she's earth very much right now. It's like, I want to get to know you, Babylon. She's like, really? <laughs> so also that happens. Like that can definitely be a thing. Oh yeah. I, um, I had but, a, um, a psilocybin journey. Itself. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had a psilocybin journey that you mentioned that where, um, actually, I should ask you about this because I'm curious. Like, do you ever have like spirits, like well-known, like God, Saint fucking Thai spirits, that every once in a while, like poke their heads in and kind of check to see if you're done cooking? Because I've had that happen with yes. several. Of- Babylon mm-hmm. is one of those for me. Like yes, every okay, once so- in a while, she'll just kind of be like, "No, nah, I need like five more minutes." <laughs> just like closes yes. the oven. You know, that was actually yeah. my relationship with her when she started appearing in my life because mm-hmm. kind of up until that point, I knew that there was a goddess that was poking her head in and was like, what's going on there? And I, mm-hmm. I kind of, I misinterpreted her as Lilith for a hot second there. And then I misinterpreted mm-hmm. her as Venus. And there was kind of, kind of things around yeah. that. Right. And you're and not then, like, you're not totally wrong on the Venus thing too. No, like, completely. Yeah. 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 She obviously has a relationship with these other goddesses yeah. right and other beings but um mm-hmm. you know then once she came i was like it's that moment that you have where uh, and this is the other thing that i think that people miss if they feel magical inadequacy and i'm, I'm talking to myself here a little bit but there's you know th- there really are those times where you realize you've been doing a spell this whole time and you didn't realize it or mm-hmm. you realize that you have been actually working towards a goddess or a god or something and you didn't realize it. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh my God, my entire life was leading to working with this person or this being, yeah. or yeah. Doing this doing this working or something like that. Like that was yeah. what, you know, you write, you write a book or you write an article and you're like, oh my God, that was a hyper sigil. And I didn't fucking realize it until I was finished yeah. with it. And now I realize uh-huh. it, right? Yeah. Um, and also you can also, that can also work negatively in your own life too. Cause I like one of the reasons I'm like, very sympathetic to new thought is because I had it work. I had it work backwards on me. I was in a relationship with somebody who I really like loved and cared about. And I was having a lot of problems with depression at the time. So I kept on like imagining her better off as somebody else. And that's what fucking happened. Like that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So it's just like, Oh yeah. Like you can, yeah, you can kind of feel your, uh, you, yeah, you can like, you can, you can basically do a, a negative hyper sigil on yourself. You know, uh, that's the two. other thing that I want to, this is kind of going way back in the conversation that I want to dive into, but I think that there's a, um, something that paralyzes us, like, as, as magical people, or something that can make us feel very bad as magical people is, okay, so we know the thoughts are causative, right? That's, that's yeah. what we, that's what the fuck we're doing here. But then I think it can get into this very negative headspace where, you're like, okay, I know that negative thoughts can cause negative outcomes. I can't have negative thoughts. Oh my God, I just had a negative thought. 
oh my god, I did that. This is me. Yeah, I made my yeah. life. Yeah, and it oh leads to hypervigilance and paranoia. Yeah, and you're, like you're, you're describing my life. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, same. Look, buddy, same. But that's the thing is, I uh, you know, it's that healthy balance where you you okay, we can recognize this, but then we can also recognize that we exist under systems of thought, right? Like we exist under capitalism, we exist under imperialism, we exist under the United States government. Like there's a, yeah. there's other shit happening to us that is legitimately out of our direct control, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that it's, we think we get into magic and you see it work and then every bad thing that happens after you realize that magic works is like, well, why didn't I just magic that away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of gets to like the whole point of the conversation too, where it's just like, yeah, if you're if you're such a magician, then why has why is XYZ thing happening? Like I actually okay, I'll give give you give an example of this. Like I one of the after like the first like two well, close to two months ish of the pandemic was done, because I had a job where I worked overnight. So I slept for like fucking four days straight. And then, and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, kind of my unemployment's coming in, which I did magic for too. <laughs> my unemployment's coming in. Like I can just kind of hang out for a second and not again, beat myself up too much about not having a job when fucking 30 million people also don't have. One. But then like you get to the point where you're like, well, fuck, why am I even in this situation in the first place? And then that's when you start, that's when I started, um, that's when I started uh, doing like my normal job magic stuff, right? Uh, which usually starts with praying to St. Jude because uh, St. Jude, um, I have an ancestral connection with him on my dad's side. So like I uh, very much, he's kind of the first guy I go to. He's super chill. Um, yeah. If you want to start working with him, he likes red wine and baklava and he likes praying. So fucking do it. Um, fucking do it. He, uh, the interesting thing about Jude is that um, he is used to working with desperate people um, this is not a knock against you. I love the dude, but like he's he used to work with people who are real fucking desperate. So a lot of the jobs that would show up were like very entry level, like commission only sales gigs for like, um, and you'll love this. So uh, commission only sales gig where I would show up on the Zoom call and the background was a Tony Robbins seminar, and the guy was like wow you've made it you're finally here you're finally at the beginning of your life wow like i was so excited for you to start this journey with us uh this is commission only (laughs) just like all right dude love that you got me the interview not what i meant you know so it's just like and then it's just like well am i just just a crappy like am i just a crappy magician for like if i ask for the wrong thing is my target selection off uh but that's, know, uh, yeah. I mean, there. I don't think that that is a bad question to ask. You know, yeah. I think we should be constantly curious and constantly poking at our crap. But you can literally drive yourself insane that way. And I think yep. that there's there's also, and this is, I think, a different episode to talk to, that we should dive into. But I think that there is a way that that line of thinking can turn very reactionary, right? Yes, it can become very Protestant mindset. Of, well, you are poor. That's because you didn't do magic right. You know, in the same way, like, yeah. well, you're poor. That's because God is displeased with you. Yeah, God doesn't uh, love you, right? God doesn't love you, and this is a sign of His disaffection for you. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, I, it's really hard to discern when it's not when it is that, when it's not that. But I think mm-hmm. that you can kind of tell sometimes when it's 
when you get into those self-blaming patterns. Well, um, yeah, yeah, and, and divine, 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 also yeah. too. Like, like real. That that that's where cardomancy really fucking comes in handy. Um, but uh, or any whatever divination system you use, uh, really comes in handy uh, for that human to human sort of, um, whether it's t- to yourself or to somebody else, where you're just like, oh yeah, like you know, am I yeah. Like a really good question to ask your tarot is just like, where in my life am I bullshitting myself? Because I'll tell you, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is kind of a tough one to tightrope walk. It's you know a tough. I mean? it's, yeah, yeah. it's a tough one, but I I really think I mean we've said this a couple times. We're not subtweeting. This is just we were talking and we were both like, yeah. Sometimes I feel really magically inadequate, and then it was like, well, mm-hmm. why don't we just talk about that? Because I know that other people feel that way. I know that other people look at yeah. social media, look at what people are posting, and, and it's. And it's in every aspect of life, so why not magic as well? You know, we, we, we talk about how social media does this to our body image, to, um, to gender stuff, to uh, racial stuff, to, yeah, like how social media is fucking racist and sexist and, uh, yeah. you know, sex negative and all these things and how it, how it negatively impacts all of those things. And we talk about that and we know that and we acknowledge that. But then somehow spirituality is supposed to be totally separate and totally yeah not yeah yeah and it's like no it yeah. it does it to that too uh yeah and it, like it finds it like and that's why I was kind of that's where I was kind of going with the with the cardomancy thing where it's just like I think a really good poll for people who are cardomantically inclined would be like where is this particular manufactured inadequacy showing up in my practice because like get like it'll it'll get in your brain like a splinter and then it'll show up at your altar is mm-hmm. what happens. That's totally what the fuck has happened for me. And I'm like, wow, um, I should really do some stuff to scrub this out. Um, so that's kind of what I've been working on over the last like, yeah, like, like half a month or so. Well, we've been talking for about an hour. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, I think I've kind of said most of what I want to say. I don't really yeah. have, I we like I said, this is a this is a relaxed fit episode. So we're yeah, relaxed fit episode. Um, again, like I have skinny legs, so <laughs> relaxed fit. I'm just like no, I have this like, is, a, like um, a big. It's our leggings no. episode. It's our, our leggings, leggings episode. Like, <laughs> cool. So 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 real tight. Like got a contour. Everything perfectly. It's our sweatpants episode only. Okay. Sweat, sweatpants. Okay, fine. Sweatpants. It's, it's a sweatpants sweat episode. Uh, <laughs> No, I think um, I don't really have anything adequate, you know, to to say to this. I think to me, it's just the only reason to talk about this stuff is so that we do talk about it, and that it does. Mm. So that we start a conversation, but for real, like start a conversation around the fact that um, it's okay that you, if you, I don't know, if you're feeling like you're not magicking enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is actually. Maybe this is something I'll talk about is, um, so I've, I've been going to therapy for over a year now and um, mm. I had to read this book or my therapist, you know, recommended me this book over the summer called Codependent No More, which is a really good book and I really recommend mm. it to people. Definitely has its problems, but overall it's a really great book. Yeah, and you're not the first person I've heard recommend that too. It's really good. Um, mm. There's definitely some fat phobia and like, uh, so it, oh she talks about porn addiction in it. So there's, there's some weird, oh, okay. it was written in the eighties or nineties. Yeah. So, so there's you know, some artifacts. Yeah. Okay. There's some shit like oh. that, but the actual, I guess, tech or the, the actual stuff in it, the, the overall book is very good. And I found it very helpful. And one of the things she talks about in it is, uh, 
every take away the shoulds and replace them with goals. So instead of sitting around saying, I should be doing this more, I should be doing that more, I should be doing this magic more, I should be doing that spell more, like replace that with goals and say, okay, well, do I really want to do that kind of work more? Do I want to meditate more? And then mm-hmm. say, yeah, actually, I do want to meditate more. And then make that a goal to meditate five minutes more a day. Or, uh, and, you know, I really, oh, I should be working with saints more. And then be like, okay, do you actually want to work with saints more? Is that actually yeah. going to be beneficial to you? And if it's like, yeah, then do that. And, or it's like, no, actually, I, I don't want to do that. I just feel like I should do that. Well, then the goal is to, you know, reframe that in your mind and, and yeah, or like figure out where that's coming from. Like, yeah, exactly. Figure out where that's coming from. Yeah. I think, I think, I think a great question to ask would be like, who, who is saying that to me? And not like a, not not saying that and like, and like a singling a person that way. Cause like, sometimes it's good to be like, there could be like, like a fucking spirit that's hanging around, like squawking at you about that. And that, that spirit could also not really be a helpful spirit. (laughs) That that's also (laughs) a fucking thing that happens too. Because um, if you think of um, if, if you if you think of like us as like addresses where spirits congregate and like so a lot of your a lot of like your thoughts are you know just like things yapping at you which is like when when they tell you like in meditation or in Buddhism or uh, in Zen and whatnot like you're not your thoughts yeah like you actually really aren't most of the time mm-hmm. like it's, it's sometimes it's just it's just stuff in the in the environment just squawking at you um, so uh, so yeah I think that. The, the whole algorithmic manufactured desire shit aside, like it also is really good to kind of sit down with your cards or your shows in the form of divination and be like, okay, like who is telling who, why do I keep on getting this thing that I should be working with uh, St. Dymphna or like our lady at what, or why do I, why does this keep showing up? Like, is it something that's actually helpful or do I just have an ancestor who's real keen on it? And then like, you know, in, and they can because they they want to see that on my altar because they think that that's right or something yeah. you know what i mean because like that that's a, that's definitely like if you are heading in a spirit work direction is something that you should be doing like here i am telling people that they should be doing something Hold, see but see, you know there okay, it is but this is the thing is like take the shoulds and make them into goals like interrogate them yeah. and and make the thing that you come out of what comes out of the interrogation into a goal i think that right. that is slightly healthier and i think also um you know your spirituality should ultimately be uh, you know ha- you know for you and for the benefit benefit of yourself in the world I, to me personally if we're, if we're breaking it down uh your spirituality is the way that you communicate with yourself and with the universe around you in a poetic way and the way that you you know express the non-material part of you so if you i mean like okay going back to wicca there are practices in wicca that really do not jive with me and that i really do not like having said that i know some powerful wiccans i know some wiccans who have real fucking power uh there are people who uh, you know they all they do is meditate and that's basically their entire spiritual practice and they're incredibly powerful and they get Mm -hmm. a lot of shit out of that yeah. Yeah. I had a, I was in a relationship once where I was, I was with this woman who literally could just like, like think about something for fucking a minute and a half and then she'd let it go. And then like a week later it would just show up yeah. like, mm-hmm. wrapped in a fucking bow. And I'm like, how do you do that? She's like, I don't know. I've just been doing this my whole life. I have no fucking idea. I'm like, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I have, I've had not quite that intense, but I've had similar things to me where 
okay, I have very strong prophetic dreams a lot of the time. Mm. And I can't t- fucking tell you how I make those happen, but that they do, they happen to me. And mm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, uh, there are times I'm like, oh, I should be magicking this more. I should make this into a huge practice. And then it's like- Or well, I should systematize this. Yeah, right? I should systematize so I, so I can, it. You yeah, repeat results. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, do I need to? Or, or should I just let it come to me when it does? And then that's when it's supposed to come to me. Right, right like is the point that it shows up when it needs to, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think, um, I, you know, I don't want to say that that's entirely colonial to, to systematize everything because I don't think it is. But no, no, it's not. But it's like there, there is, yeah, like I would interrogate the, the technocratic leanings towards that because it's the same way, and this is like kind of Twitter or Instagram babble in a way where people are like, well, well, you know, you can do something just because you like it and you don't have to monetize it. And like, that's true. But usually when people say that, it's that they're being like, I'm more spiritual than how, um, but, uh, at least, at least in LA, again, just being, <laughs> uh, being an LA podcast now. Yes. That, that's very much, that's very much a fucking LA thing, which is like, well, you can just play guitar on the beach. It's just like, yeah, but like, I, I actually do want to make this a career but like you don't have to do that you could just play guitar on the beach it's like it, what if just okay like what if i don't want to do that what if Steven, i don't want to do your wife that? misses you yeah your exactly your family yeah. misses you Stephen. stop playing guitar on the beach yeah stop playing Come guitar home. on the beach yeah yeah stop playing guitar on the beach because you think it you know uh, raises your vibration or whatever the fuck your son you know, has co- almost grown Come your, your 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 son's your son's vibration is very low because <laughs> of your lack of proximity to him yeah, um, you dropping out of the house really, really fucked the vibes back home. The vibes are totally bad vibes. vibes are totally off in your son's development. I, I like this idea of just like bad vibes, Stephen. Right. He's just like, yeah, or he's just like he goes around trying to uh, emanate good vibes, and he just ends up fucking up everything around him. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, like every white said every white savior ever. Right? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, maybe that's the note to end it on is, uh, you know, be, okay, so this is, this is a, be in uh, proximity to your son, raise your son's vibration, talk to your son, talk Um, to your kids, I got a piece of advice, that's how we ended, I got a piece of advice a long, long time ago that I have always wanted to follow, but I am not very good at following it, so like any good piece of advice that I don't follow, I'm going to say it to everyone now, uh, and that is never be too serious, but always be sincere. And I think that that is a good, I've kind of, I try to let that guide my spiritual practice. Uh, Like we are doing fucking magic here. It is silly. And I think that there is a a seriousness that sometimes we give it that is like, we have to take everything super intensely. And it makes us feel intensely bad. And, you know, I think you can and should have fun with it. But as long as you're doing it in a sincere manner, I think that that's Uh the key. Yeah, no, I totally. And to take that one step further, um, I'm kind of going to like paraphrase Neville Goddard, um, who is a, um, a new thought teacher uh, from the early part of last century, who was very influential. If you want, like, if you want to read new thought and you want it to be like kind of weird and witchy, but also very Jesus-y, check it out. Cause he actually had a lot of really interesting things to say about how, about like desire and how we, yeah. And how we want and how we then get what we want with how we want. Yeah, I'm here for Jesus. Just going to say Oh, that. yeah, no, no. Neville's the fucking shit. Neville said some, said some really cool stuff. But uh, he, uh, he talked about 
um, when he talked about visualization for manifesting, he's like, you don't, you don't like, like say, let's say you want to lose weight, right? You don't visualize yourself running five miles every day because you have to like sit there and visualize yourself running. He's like, you don't do that. What you visualize is your friend fucking telling you, hey, holy shit, you look great. Like you, you ran five miles, dude, you're not even breathing hard. Like, like you, you actually like, you just make it a part of your life. And like, I've kind of taken that with how ID spirit work, where it's like, instead of being like, oh, great and honorable ancestors, like, I like, thank you so much for everything. And just like, now I just kind of like sit there and like, like, man, I'm just, I ran across this guy in the street earlier today. And he was just like, really surly with me. I didn't care for that. What was up with that? Yeah. Why, why are people I just kind of like ramble with them and just kind of like uh my partner just did this with her the other day she's just like yeah i just kind of like fucking unloaded a bunch of shit on them and like it felt good i'm like yeah like you should your spirits you know like your ancestors in particular like they're just fucking they're they're people they're people but they're I mean they're dead people but they're people like you can and they care about you so like fucking talk to fucking talk to spirits in in a way that they're a part of your life rather than they're this weird thing that you do sometimes so you have to like kind of open a door to this like magic-y personality that you have to like do x y and z it's like no you can if there's i feel like there's a lot more efficacy in just kind of living living the magical life rather than like magic being a uh like a like a like a room in your house that you only go into you know once a year or whatever yeah. that makes sense yeah well, yeah you know we're very we're very in, in because we've had Cartesian dualism for so long I think we're used to religion to of spirituality being religion and religion being separate and religion being a separate very serious thing that you do and it's on certain yeah, days of the it's week transcendent yeah. and yeah it's a, a very important thing and I think there's a lot to be learned from looking at animistic cultures around the world be they indigenous or like mm-hmm. you know I, you know if you look at Japan or, or China or a lot of cultures in Asia where that wasn't ever there and People just kind of, you know, it's just kind of part of the the culture. It's just part, you know, it's just, it's not a big deal to just uh, bow really quickly in front of a shrine. That's just a thing. Yeah, bow really quickly in front of a shrine or just like if you're making dinner, you like set aside a plate. Like yeah. it's like not, yeah, it's it, like not really like a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah. You know, and, or, uh, or whether it's just like fucking lighting a candle in throwing a glass of water and being like, hey, I got to go to, I, you know, I'm late for yeah. something, but like, hi, I'm thinking about you, like kind of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This was, I think it was kind of a rambly episode, but I think we kind of got everything out that we wanted to say. I think, yeah, I think this is a good conversation that needs to be had. And I'm happy. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Like, and again, it's just like, this isn't it to yuck anybody's yum or anything, but it's just like, yeah, sometimes I think we need to consider like whether we actually want the things we want or need the things that we think we need. And also just, I see a lot of people who are really brilliant people who are also feeling the same way and feeling also very inadequate. And it's like, fuck, why do we all feel this way? Yeah, when yeah, there's gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be something going on, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, well, I guess I'm gonna call it a night. Have a good one, everyone. Yeah, take it Talk easy, to you everybody. Next time. All right, All bye. Right. Ciao.